Hello, I'm Kenny Smith, and this is The Best Story I've Heard Today, a podcast for news junkies. We know you can't possibly see all of the great content being produced, so we're bringing you a story that you might have otherwise overlooked. Our guests each day tell us about the best story they found today, and today we're pleased to welcome back to the program Dominic Jean, a news editor for the Indiana Daily Student. Dominic, thanks for joining us again today. Always a pleasure to be here, Kenny. We're happy to have you be one of our most recurring guests now. I think that's official. We'll, we'll check the tallies. But tell us, while we do that, about the story you found today. Tell us why we should look into it as well. Yeah, so the story I have for you guys today is from America Magazine, uh, and it's about Pope Francis has recently appointed 16 members to what's called the Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Minors. That's a really long-winded way of saying, like, these are 16 people who are looking into how the church handles sex abuse um, and how they can be proactive in dealing with the situation of the church. Now, this is a huge issue ever since the Boston Globe really blew the top off this way back when. And this story really gives us kind of an inside look into some of the politics of the commission and some of the issues that have come up. So the commission was formed back in 2014, but it kind of lapsed after a few years because several of the members uh, critiqued the Vatican of moving too slowly or not really listening to survivors. Now, that's something that Pope Francis has been trying to correct, according to many news sources and and that his goal here with appointing these 16 new members, many of them from different and peripheral areas of the world, um, is to try and create this coalition that can really look at this in a global sense and see how can the church protect minors? How can they um, protect them in the best way possible? And this is really kind of the Pope's own version of Time's Up, that phrase we've been seeing from Hollywood about the abuse of power by those like Harvey Weinstein and such. So this is the Pope's own version of that because who has more power than your priest? Who has more aptitude to abuse it in the wrong situation? And so this kind of looks at that and kind of gives us a starting point for the discussion. This is a, a working group, but to look at it just from a very casual sense, I wonder what is the political nature of these things? The head or the the uh, uh, president of the commission is Cardinal O'Malley, who is cardinal in Boston. That can't be any small coincidence, at least from the American perspective of, the, of this situation. Yeah, and O'Malley is also a part of the, the Pope's uh, informal cabinet um, as it goes in the Vatican. And uh, O'Malley has really come out as a strong proponent of really listening to survivors, um, of really trying to get their perspective into the story as much as possible and take a survivor-first mentality. Um, that being said, it would be very uncharacteristic of Vatican policy to have a not a cardinal in charge of this kind of commission. Now, a lot of these people are, la are laity, people who are not like in official positions in the church. Um, and so there's that, but of course, we have to have a cardinal. We have, to have, we have to have someone high up in the organization, someone who has Pope Francis's ear at the head of it. And so there's that political aspect to it that the Vatican still wants to be um, in somewhat of a deciding role. Um, but there, if you look at the – in the article, you'll see that these people are from all over the world and not all of them, not even half, are in religious orders. Uh, many of these people who are not in a religious capacity are sexual assault, sexual abuse survivors. This is significant on this commission because? Yeah, that is incredibly 
significant. And also it's important to note here before I go further into that that um, these survivors, the people on the committee know that they are survivors, but we don't. We do not. They are allowed to tell their story or to keep it private if they wish. And so far, those members on the commission, uh, we know that they're there, but we do not know who they are. And I think that's a really, um, I think that's a really powerful statement from the Vatican that they're not trying to like use that as like political leverage. That they're keeping that in house, as it were. That we have this moment where it's like, this is up to you. Do you want to share this or do you want to keep this silent? And they, and right now those people are saying, let's keep this in-house. This isn't about us. This is about fixing a worldwide problem. But simultaneously signaling to the world your complaints, your concerns are represented or people who have been abused or assaulted are represented on this commission, which is supposed to be a working group. And I want to ask you about one of the things that they want to try and do. O'Malley here, again, who's the president of the commission, says their biggest challenge in the future is creating, quote, a culture of safeguarding. What does that mean when you read the story, a culture of safeguarding? Yeah, when we we see that, especially if you view this from the Catholic lens, which I think is appropriate considering the source of this, um, you have to take it at that kind of a value first. But that's super important because we come into this world with this kind of toxic masculinity that we see in like Harvey Weinstein and those other people who have been just caught in these horrible acts and these abuses of power. And that is the exact opposite of what the Catholic Church's intentions are supposed to be if we go based off doctrine and, like, what they're supposed to be teaching. A culture of safeguarding is all about creating a world where you can be authentically you and that your neighbor or the person next to you on the bus or whatnot, you are not in danger from that. And so in doing that, in trying to create that, O'Malley is trying to say, hey, look. The world's in a bad spot. Look at the Me Too movement. Look at the Time's Up. Look, This shouldn't be necessary. So how can we create that? How can we create a world where this isn't necessary? And so what he's looking at is um, kind of that age-old issue of that cultural, that cultural fight, um, not trying to necessarily change laws or anything, but to try and get in the culture and say, this isn't right. Let's, we have a better way. We're conceptualizing that, and we're talking basically from a a bird's-eye, 30,000-foot kind of view here. How do a handful of people from some 15 countries representing the entire planet, the entire Catholic Church, as it were, how do these people change a culture? I think we have, with these 16 members, 15 of them from all over the world, and then the Cardinal, I think we have in this group, especially with the survivors— we have this beautiful moment where we can listen in a way that we haven't before. There's, there's been a lot of talk, but we haven't necessarily been listening. And this commission gives that, gives that, this commission has, is permanently attached to the Holy See, which means they have the ear of Pope Francis or whoever is a Pope after Pope Francis. And so this commission isn't going anywhere. This commission is going to constantly have the ear of the papacy and, in that sense, the ear of the, the guy who gives advice and advises 1.2 billion Catholics around the world. Now, I don't know if they have a specific plan as of yet, but this is a working committee. This is a working commission. And so I'm sure ideas will be starting to come up and we'll start seeing reports about that. 
the phrase zero tolerance gets used in the story. There's reference to previous criticisms about um, being very soft on punishing those responsible for such abuse. Is that something that's going to change as a part of this commission? This is uh, to get really to the root of the scenario, listening and, and being welcoming and hearing people and not shutting them down as a thing. But the root and the stem of the problem will still persist beyond that. Is that going to become a function of this commission, too, and finding some ways to help perhaps this pope, a future pope, the church in general, make those kind of changes, which are not systemic, mind you, but prevalent from time to time? Yeah, so I think I have a few thoughts on that. And based off my reading of this and other coverage of this, um, we have a cardinal and a committee and some folks have been sent over to Chile to hear the complaints of the people there about a um, possible abuse and abuse hidden by a bishop um, in Chile. And this, I think, is really important, especially when we view the commission's work coming up, because priests are evaluated by bishops and by the Vatican, but there's no, there's no oversight for bishops. No one stands in judgment of them except the cardinals. And so there's this very awkward situation where you're condemning a brother bishop or a brother cardinal. And so I think the commission should look at that and look at that system and see if there needs to be a, a third party looking at those investigations and looking into those claims. Um, and I think, yeah, I think Pope Francis has made some very strong moves towards zero tolerance. He is... If you look at his words and his pontificate, you'll see a man who emphasizes mercy, but also this idea that he is there first and foremost for the poor and for those who are forgotten. And so I think that should really encourage these committee members um, towards making bold strokes and bold moves and trying to nip this in the bud, as it were. And I think he's going to back them up as much as he possibly can. And so I think we're looking at with if this committee works the way America Magazine and I think it might work, it is going to be this moment where we have a chance for the church to change in a really drastic way in how they deal with this. And so I think that will be really helpful to restore some measure of trust in the wake of what can only be termed tragedy. The title of the article is Pope Francis Revives Lapsed Commission on Sex Abuse, and you can find that in America Magazine. We've got links to that story and to Dominic Jean, who's a news editor at the Indiana Daily Student, below the audio player. Please do check those links out. Dominic, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for having me on again, Kenny. This is the best story I've heard today. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll share it with others. Thanks for listening. We look forward to sharing stories with you again very soon. I'm Kenny Smith. Hey, thanks again for listening to the best story I've heard today. And here's a bit more news for you. You can hear this show on our host site, podbean.com. But the best story I've heard today is also syndicated now on sites like Stitcher and Google Play. Just go to those sites and search the best story I've heard today. You can find us on podbean.com, on Stitcher, and on Google Play. The best story I've heard today.